This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Center Top 10 Special. I'm Darren Detition. As always, we are glad that you tuned in. Well, on today's show, we're going to rank the players who excel not just in the CFL or the NFL, but guys who starred in both leagues. This is one very select list. We begin our countdown with a player who most remember as a Hall of Fame coach. However, he was also an amazing athlete. Think about this. He played two seasons in the NBA before trying his hand at football, where he led the Philadelphia Eagles in sacks one season and then receiving the next. It's crazy. He then proceeded to tear up the CFL. People think of Bud Grant as being the great coach in both the CFL and the NFL. What they may not know or remember is that Bud Grant was a very good player. He hits Grant down the gut for nine yards. Moves back, hits Eagle Grant with a pass on the button hook play. I had good hands and, uh, you know, good speed. I could run. I mean, I could, you know, I could beat most one-on-one -on -one coverage. I could beat most people. Not all, all together with speed, but with moves and whatnot. And the CFL is a star receiver with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and three of his four years led them in receiving yards. And also on defense, he holds the, he, he set a CFL record for interceptions in a playoff game with Winnipeg as well. Fires to his left to Grant on the 45. In the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles, he led them in sacks one year. But that doesn't mean I was a great defensive player at that, at that position. I went back and uh, uh, won the, the starting offensive receiver position. And, uh, you know, was second in the league in receptions and over a thousand yards. And so it was a, you know, it was a good, and I went to the Pro Bowl <clears throat> as a receiver in the NFL. Very versatile player. But I quit playing when I was 29. So I still had some time left, but I went into coaching then. Uh, they didn't call him Rocket for nothing. The Rocket goes back to his 35-yard line. He gets away from Smith. Speed, speed, speed. That's all I can say is speed. There was nobody in the league that could go from standing position to top speed faster than Rocket Ishmael. When Rocket Ishmael had a step, it may as well have been 50 yards. Last night, Rocket Ishmael decided to lift off and land as a member of the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. All of a sudden, we get a call from Los Angeles from this guy named Bruce McNall who happened to own a hockey team after he made his presentation you know it it was a no-brainer essentially mr mcnall and his organization had the reputation of kind of going beyond the treating you like a piece of meat kind of thing i knew he'd bring instant popularity to the football team he would bring an identity and he'd help us win i thought it was one step closer to winning a great cup the rocket looks for a hole if he gets to the outside this time he's gone the Rocket delivers the million-dollar man. 
the beer can. Doesn't everybody mention the beer can? It's amazing what the eye sees, even if you're not focusing on it. And it was just like, I thought it was like a snowball or something, you know, came down, hit the ground, and wasn't even concerned. I was just like, hey, it is snow everywhere, so why not a snowball? But afterward, they told me it was a beer can. It was a statement of his worth, of his value, of the reason we brought him here, of his ability and talent and what he meant, not just to that game, but to our team and, in fact, the entire league. When he was here in Toronto, he was the star, and everyone wanted a piece of him. He was looking forward to being just one of the guys. I don't think he was a star in the National Football League. He was part of the team. The Rocket with his first NFL touchdown. He probably was the fastest human being I've ever seen, that I've ever witnessed. He fires for Ishmael, touchdown! And as soon as you hit your fifth step, let it go because he was going to outrun your arm. I don't care how hard or how far you could throw the football. That's how fast he was. A kicker doesn't belong on this list. I mean, come on. And Vanderjet has made another five on the day. I think a kicker does belong on this list. They're members of the team. And as such, if they star in both leagues, they've got to be on this list. And if they're not football players, then why in the heck aren't teams playing without kickers? I didn't design the, the sport of football, but kickers are certainly a big part of it. They should absolutely be on the list. I would challenge anybody to go make a 50-yard field goal. Vanderjack to win it in overtime from 51. He made it! <laughs> He's got it! Mike Vanderjack was money. Yeah, he was... It was almost like a formality when he came out. My mentality is don't miss no matter what the situation is. Um, I get very annoyed when I do miss, um, so I just take pride in that. He's also infamous for the fact that he went on television and expressed his opinions about a whole bunch of things that had nothing to do with kicking. Hey, come on, show some enthusiasm. You're the quarterback. We need to win this game, and he, I just don't see it from him. Some guys have it, some guys don't, you know, and Coach Dungy, He's just a mild-mannered guy. He doesn't get too excited. He doesn't get too down. Um, and I don't think that works either. I'm about to go in and throw a touchdown to Jerry Rice. We're honoring the Hall of Fame. We're talking about our idiot kicker who got liquored up and ran his mouth off. And what has the sports world come to? We're talking about idiot kickers. He has ruined kickers for life. The sad thing is, Lynn, he's a good kicker. He's a good kicker, but he's an idiot. That kind of stuck to Mike, Van Mike Vanderjack to this day, that a lot of people will just refer to him as the idiot kicker because Peyton Manning, the most iconic player in the NFL, laid that name on him. I unfortunately talked some smack and, and then backed it up with 42 straight field goals. 39 yards away. Vanderjack, the kick. He's got it. Mike Vanderjack is in the record book. I probably wouldn't make 42 straight field goals if uh, I didn't have such a hostile offseason. And now Vanderjack to win it. I was a Canadian kid. I, I grew up watching, you know, the Argonauts and um, at old Exhibition Stadium. So, uh, you know, it, to me, it just came natural. And before you know it, you're the most accurate kicker in history. It just, it, it was almost something that fell in my lap as opposed to something I grew up hoping for. Swervin Mervin. Swervin Mervin. Swervin Mervin. Swervin Mervin Fernandez lives up to his name here. He will come back to the near sideline for a 12-yard gain. When you have a nickname like Swervin Mervin, you can almost visualize in your mind, well, he swerved and he merved, whatever a merv is, caught the ball and then swerved and merved some more. Not content to go for a first down, the BC Lions will score first as 
target Fernandez again, this time deep. Swervin Mervin was that guy who could make that big play, but also could make you, as I understand it, the tough catch in a serious situation. So, so, so not only could he run you the timing route and catch the ball on time to move the chains, but he also had that knack to make the big play. One of those clutch receivers that when, even when he was covered, even when he was double teamed, the Lions would, would take a shot with him, throw it up and, and take their chances that he would win, win the ball. Greater guns to Fernandez, touchdown! The ball is coming my way, that's my ball, that's, you know, that's mine, it's not yours, and either I'm gonna catch it or nobody's gonna catch it. The way he moved, there are certain athletes, you just notice the way they run. It's, they don't run, they glide, they float. Big thing that jumps out about Mervin Fernandez in both leagues was he was a big play guy. You know, he was able to stretch the field in both leagues. That's what he did. For a lot of his career, he would have among the highest average yards per catch in the National Football League. He was so difficult to bring down, and he was just a great runner. Coming up, he leaves old linemen shaking in their shoes. Former two-time CFL Defensive Player of the Year, Cam Wake, checks in on our countdown next. Welcome back to the top ten players who starred in both the CFL and NFL. The next three players on our list were as tough as nails. Joe Cap checks in at number six, and he's one guy who certainly did not mellow with age. Joe was the first one that everybody talked about. Joe Cap was a very tough player. Heck, Joe barely wore a face mask. Cap is on the run. Gossage can't get to him. Barrel trips him up. Golston crashes in. It was uh, an exciting game, and I was suited for it. I, I had a, a wobbly pass that I made fun of, but uh, I could run the ball. Good passer, strong in the pocket, strong-willed. Cap is back. Pass for game, complete. I saw Cap play many times. Tough, a leader, a winner, a winner in British Columbia, a leader, didn't win a Super Bowl, but won a lot of games in Minneapolis. Joe Cap comes to the uh, Vikings in the late 60s, and then having won a Grey Cup with uh, the BC Lions in 64, took the Vikings to the Super Bowl. They won an NFL championship and took them to the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl four against Kansas City. That was in early 1970, and they lost. I remember the cover of Sports Illustrated, a young Joe Cap in 1970 with the Vikings, and I think the headline was the NFL's toughest Chicano quarterback. How can you not vote for a guy that got into a fight with Angela Mosca? He's mouthing cuss words to me, and about my mother, not about me, I can handle that, but not my mother. So he hits me on the head with that microphone and then hits me with his cane, which is no plain cane. It was to hold the 400 pounds that he weighs. Uh, it was a heavy cane. So I had, to, I had to do what I do. As a star in both leagues, Cam Wake has to be on this list. Russell Cam Wake's got sacked number 20 of the year. He ransacked the CFL like few others ever have before him. And it paid off for him because he was only here a couple years. And An offensive lineman would live in fear because they couldn't keep up with his movement, with his space, as, a, as an offensive lineman. 
but we knew he was going to be great. When I first got down here, you know, a couple of O-linemen, this is on the team, obviously, and, uh, you know, through camp, O-line coach, he, he makes Canada jokes. I guess they assume that I was from Canada. This is, you know, CFL is, and, and, you know, you go out there and you beat a guy, and it's like, you know, they, they don't talk so much. They better keep their eyes on Dolphins Pro Bowl linebacker Cameron Wake. Elevated the Dolphins' defense and helped turn around that franchise. Brady under pressure and goes down hard. Cameron Wake. Do you think you're going to block Cameron Wake? Cameron Wake, one of the league's best edge rushers. That's what Cameron Wake does. Double him, triple him. <laughs> They're still trying to figure out how to stop him. And they can't in the National Football League either. We couldn't stop him up here. He got his, and he's getting his down there. In your mind, you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do what my dream is. I'm going to do what feels right to me. And I have football in my blood, in my heart. And every day I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do whatever I can to get back on the field. And it's funny, those same people who were you know, telling me to give it up or, man, you're not going to make a you know, NFL roster. Now they're calling you to ask for tickets. Third down at 10, Dalton in his own end zone. And down he goes into the safety ball game. Dalton goes down in a wake named Cameron. I think there were a lot of questions. Who, who's this Jeff Garcia guy? Who's this quarterback that's stepping in for a CFL legend like Doug Flutie? Is he going to be able to handle the job? And a first down Stampeders. And now Garcia pulls it down. And the guy with the linebacker mentality diving head first for another first down. All of a sudden, his image was within the football world visually. And then he did it again. And then he did it again. With the great cup at stake. First down, Garcia wide open, Travis Moore. We find ourselves one point down with a, roughly around two minutes left in the game. First down, Garcia, quarterback raw, close to another first down. They just moved the ball, and the surge is phenomenal. And, and I knew that we just had to get close enough. 35 yarder that Garcia can't bear to watch. The final play of the 98 Great Cup. That Grey Cup in 98 was just uh, an unbelievable way to, to cap off a five-year CFL career. I think the experience of emerging from the shadow of Flutie and winning a Grey Cup in his own right in 98 with the Stampeders before heading to the NFL probably helped him when he had to play behind a legend like Steve Young. Now to have teams from the NFL looking at me, wanting to give me an opportunity and one of those teams was the San Francisco 49ers. The knocks on him were, hey, he, he doesn't have a big arm, he's not a huge guy, but he had a very quick release and he was accurate. And those were the same things that made him good in Canada. I think he's one of the more underestimated quarterbacks because making that transition from the Canadian Football League into the NFL and also having a similar level of success says a lot. He just wanted it more than other people. I really believe that. I think Jeff Garcia wants it more than other people and that's one of the reasons he's so successful. How do you pick between Theismann and Flutie? Well, it was tough, but we did it. Find out who lands where, coming up. <laughs> Welcome back to the top 10 CFL slash NFL stars. When you say the name Joe Theismann, the first thing that probably pops into your head is that horrific injury that he suffered in 1985, and rightfully so. It was dubbed the most shocking injury in NFL history. Unfortunately, that injury somewhat overshadowed a really brilliant career in which he won an NFL MVP award and led the Redskins to their first Super Bowl title 
in 40 years. People now, when they compare salaries in the CFL and NFL, can't conceive of this being possible. But the CFL outbid the National Football League to get Joe Theismann. Coming to Canada first for me uh, gave me an opportunity to play football. I continued to work on the physical skills that I needed to be able to compete at a high level. We had three years with the Argos, led them to a Grey Cup, the infamous loss uh, in Vancouver. He was an all-star two of his three years before he uh, wound up going back to the National Football League. Theismann, I think, was a guy who just was a very efficient player. Like you say, he didn't have the physical gifts where you watched him play and thought, wow, this is a guy that just has got so many advantages on the field built in because of how big and strong and fast he is, all those kind of things. He was just, he was a, a gutsy, game-time, clutch kind of quarterback. That, that was what he did. Uh, he was a good passer. Uh, he was a good leader. He led them to a Super Bowl. Joe Gibbs, the Hogs of MVP, John Riggins, have beaten the Miami Dolphins 27-17. You wake up one morning, you're the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins, you're a world champion. You're the fourth highest paid player in the National Football League and the MVP of the league. Later that night, you wake up the next morning, you're in a hospital room, your career is over. First and ten, Riggins, free flicker, back to Thyssen. Thyssen's in a lot of trouble. And it was Lawrence Taylor who slammed Thyssen to the ground. Quickly, Lawrence Taylor is up, saying Thyssen is hurt. I knew exactly what happened. He had, he had, you know, you could see, you know, the blood is coming out. And, and I just... Yeah, for the train to get the hell over there because I knew it was um, he was in bad he's in bad shape. Thirty years later, you say Joe Theismann, injury, Lawrence Taylor. People know what it means. It, it is it's never faded from our memories. Taylor over Carson, oh, oh. slamming, oh. and you see the oh. right knee. They're lifting me off. All of a sudden, I'm looking and my leg does this, and I don't feel a thing. And I went, excuse me, can somebody please pick up the rest of me? So they pick it, put me there. They wheel me into a prep room. I asked them for a black and white TV because I wanted to watch the game. I remember the nurse coming in. And she says, Mr. Thies and Mr. Taylor's on the phone. Would you like to speak to him? I said, give me the phone. So I said, LT, is that you? He says, yeah, Joe, how you doing? I said, not very well. He says, why? I said, why? I said, you broke both bones in my leg. He said, Joe, you got to understand something. I don't do things halfway. I got to run now. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets, get your popcorn. Doug Flutie's about to do his thing. Six receivers in the Calgary formation. Flutie throws to the left for Sapundras. Touchdown! Second and goal. And Flutie's going to do just that, and he'll score! Doug Flutie is the exception to about 100 rules in pro sports and pro football. There's no question. Doug Flutie was the best in the CFL. The draw play from the shotgun with Flutie. Flutie gets the first down. The league was perfect for him. Someone who was inventive, someone who was creative, someone who would come up with plays in the huddle. He was a Houdini in the sense of escaping the pocket. It didn't matter that he was in that 5'9", 5'10", uh, height. He found ways to be successful. At every level, I was told I was too small to play. By the time I got to the professional level, I had learned to ignore that. It's not how tall you are, it's how far, how high up you release the football. Goes to the Argos, two seasons at 15 and 3, and they win the Grey Cup both times, and Flutie is the biggest reason why. It's one thing to do it in the north. Come down south of the border and see if you can do it here. Not many guys fail in the NFL, get back to their careers, back on their feet in the CFL, and go back to the NFL. It doesn't really happen. I was always seen as a Band-Aid for an NFL team, and even in the second time around. There's a boot. Touchdown, Buffalo. He took the NFL by storm in 1998. 
uh, it was really interesting to see how he revitalized his career and, and, and really uh, changed the opinions of a lot of people who didn't think he could ever uh, star in the National Football League because he was too small. Because of my height, I had to prove myself every time I stepped on the field. Down and six, Blitz coming, five-man rush. Booty takes a shot, has a man open, uh, He just made magic happen. He's a magical football player, no matter um, what league and no matter his size. He's a hell of a football player. Coming up, you see nine, but the best is yet to come. Find out who tops our list as the best ever to play the game in both the CFL and the NFL. Next. On to the number one player who starred in both the CFL and NFL, and his story is remarkable. It's a quarterback who wasn't even drafted, but yet he went on to win five consecutive Grey Cups and two most outstanding player awards. Then he proceeded to pass for almost 50,000 yards in the NFL. He was a pro bowler nine times. There is no question who should be number one on this list. Warren Moon. I think Warren Moon should be number one. There is no question. Moon with five Grey Cups in Edmonton and what he did in Houston and Seattle, Moon is the best in both leagues. Moon will go to Brian Kelly. He completes the 82-yard drive. Warren Moon joined the Edmonton Eskimos when they were at the start of something big, and he became a big part of it. Five straight Grey Cups. No other team has had a dynasty like that. I was just stubborn. <laughs> I wasn't going to let anybody change me, and I was going to go wherever I was going to get the opportunity to only play quarterback. Moon rolled right, fakes, takes off for a good chunk of real estate before Junior Ayu puts him down. Moon drops deep. There's outside pressure. He steps up and fires. Tom Scott is wide open. Touchdown. When you think of Warren Moon and you picture his passes in either league, you picture the tightest spiral you can imagine. I mean, he just, I don't know if he ever threw a wobbler, but <laughs> you sure didn't see them. And Moon left at the end of that dynasty. And you could argue that uh, it's, you know, by no coincidence, I mean, Edmonton's run came at the end of uh, Warren Moon's time with Edmonton. After you have so much success at one thing and you've done everything basically you could do in a league, it was time for me to think about other challenges. He is not only one of the most beautiful, pure passers you've ever seen, he's one of the toughest son of a guns that I've ever watched. Warren had to stand back there and be a warrior and get the ever-loving crap beat out of him and still throw the football, and he did it year in and year out. Passed for over 21,000 yards in the CFL. And then he goes to the National Football League and ends up 675 yards short, I believe. Less than 1,000 yards shy of hitting the 50,000 mark, and only four in NFL history have hit that mark. Warren Moon is the only guy who's been honored by both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Think of what his numbers would have been in the CFL had he stayed. Think about what his numbers would have been in the NFL had he started his career then, had teams had the vision to realize that this guy could be a good quarterback in the National Football League. Warren Moon, what a player. Thanks for watching, folks. We'll see you again.